0: What's up, folks? Thank you for joining us. Uh, as you're social distancing from everybody else, come social and uh, gather in uh, the podcast space with hitting the high notes. Utah Jazz talk here. Uh, they call me the guy, the Quakes with no shake. Uh, coincidentally enough, I was a five point seven on hotternot.com It's me, Hu Tran, <laughs> at Who Tran Superman, and I'm uh, my co-host not. here. He is. Um, uh, he's quarantining for your sake, not his sake. It's Jared Barker. Go the distance. Forty nine. What's up, Jared?
1: Oh I am I'm actually pretty good considering the the I'm surprised you said quarantine instead of quarantine did you yeah, did no, you know. say that that didn't work out well last episode or something
0: <laughs> oh, I I like to, I like to mix up I'm, I'm an enigma so
1: wrapped in a uh I don't know uh, the, burrito the, <laughs> the, the <laughs> an, uh,
0: enigma all right Jared. so um, uh, we don't always get the big guess, you know we we don't, yeah. we, don't we we tried to get I mean, George we, Yang that didn't work out Craig Bolajack has not returned my calls. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the Jazz bear personally. But I, you know,
1: I heard the voicemails you left. Craig were pretty disturbing. So I don't right, know if we're right, get yeah.
0: Calls. <laughs> but I was trying to be like, Matt harping, you know. But yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. uh, we. We don't always get the big names, but we get the guy who does get the big names. Host of the Jazz podcast, the podcast. Excuse me. Yeah, drop that D uh, in there. Jazz E yeah, D there. <laughs> um, uh, Mr. Matt Sanchez. What's up, Matt?
1: hey guys i'm doing good how are you oh Pretty yeah good.
0: just just living the quarantine life you know yeah
1: how is yeah. that how was that treating you matt you know i worked from home
2: already before uh social distancing and, and quarantine quarantining so it's not that that big of a <laughs> change to be honest as far as like my normal day-to-day but i'm not located. little kids. i don't know if you guys have kids and like not taking them you know to the park or the trampoline park or to the movies or whatever like that's more of the struggle is like entertaining them and they don't really get it like my little guy my oldest he's only four so he's like let's go see a movie i'm like oh we can't why and it's that that's that's like kind of the sad part of it but he's still you know it's bairds or whatever um you know i'll just like i'll just say how about we make pizza instead and they'll be like okay you know <laughs> he has oh, a short memory good. on what he wants to do but, that's you know, good it's it's a good fine.
0: sport then all right well it sounds like uh quarantine is uh going well for everybody um uh it's it's hard i mean like um uh, it's only been what it was two weeks tomorrow right two weeks tomorrow since the world got flipped upside down uh we're recording this on a tuesday um but yeah things are things have changed we're all trying to be more Uh, aware of our surroundings and just uh, trying to do things is hard like i'm uh, working from home Um, i'm on i'm technically unemployed right now so yeah it's just it's it's a a weird time being in quarantine um uh, but uh it doesn't mean the the nba news cycle has not stopped um uh matt i I do want to get your opinion on this because uh we got word today that the utah jazz are um uh, planning on offering a max contract extension to uh, mr donovan mitchell which sounds like a no-brainer how, uh, what are your thoughts on that
2: yeah i i'm a <laughs> i'm a big fan of of getting donovan or keeping him here as long as possible so he he deserves and he should get every possible dollar that the jazz can offer so um you know we all know how special he is and how special he can be you know he's still so young in his career he's he's taken you know leaps um and you know the best is yet to come with donovan so um extending him i think is a no-brainer like you said um and hopefully we can keep him here forever you
1: said you got to cover him in the draft if i remember from some of your pods right
2: yeah um yep So my last draft, um, I left the jazz, the, that Thanksgiving. So I got to be around Donovan a little bit, um, and at the draft and as far as his personality and his, he goes, um, dang, he was just so great. And I think I always kind of say, he's exactly what you see. Um, Mm -hmm. he's not one of these guys who just puts on like a front, oh, there's a camera on me. I'm going to put my smile on now. You know he's he's just so down to earth. Um, you know we we did a couple photo shoots. I don't know if you remember the statement jersey reveal with him and Rodney Hood when they were in the gold unis and oh yeah we kind of had like this gold floor and it was just it was just kind of like a quick it was a fun video shoot and just stuff like that. Um, you know and at the time he hadn't blossomed in the Donovan Mitchell he was a rookie who was happy to be in the league but from what I've seen he just seems exactly the same as you know the day he was drafted and and the day he you know worked out for the jazz and just a just an all-around good like humble dude awesome what
1: it's great to hear from somebody who's been able to you know meet with the guy in person himself um because i think that perspective is valuable um yeah
0: yeah, Matt. So let's 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 dive into your um uh, a little bit of you actually because uh, if you haven't listened to his podcast, please go subscribe to it. It's The Jazz Podcast, amazing, has got some great guests on. It talks about his time uh, working with the Jazz. Uh, as Jared says, Matt Matt said uh, Matt Sanchez here is actually one of the Jazz Twitter ogs. I would say. Oh yeah. Um, um, so give us yeah. a, a quick. I, I know you've told a story about um uh. uh Tell us the audience here about like how you kind of got involved with the jazz and where that took you and everything.
2: Yeah. So I don't want to take up the entire podcast on this, but I'll make kind of a long story, a little shorter, um, lifelong jazz fan and always just wanted to work for the jazz and didn't know exactly how to go about that. Um, I first started out, um, you guys know what the Cypress crew is, right? Um, they're oh, the yeah, people so. who throw, they're on the upper bowl throwing stuff oh, out yeah, in the yeah, crowd yeah. during timeout, right? Like Cypress Credit Union. and The first Cypress year that they Credit had that. Union. Yeah.
1: Your future is our future. I, that's <laughs> it. That's my, that's my bank.
0: We did it. Great. <laughs> All right, go ahead, go ahead, Matt, sorry.
2: Yeah. No. And like that was the first year they did that. So I became a Cypress Crew guy. And from there, um, I did a bunch of different internships while I was in college locally, like KSL and KFAN when it still existed. And I was able to get an internship with the Jazz. Um, This is 09, I want to say, 08. Oh, nice. And um, anyway, stayed around. I was an intern for the Jazz in different capacities for years. I, I was kind of like this career intern there, whether it was in the marketing department or a game ops department, back to marketing, And then I became a video archiving intern um, within the marketing department. And my whole job was just to archive photos and videos. And um, quickly, maybe two or three weeks after I was hired to do that, um, it kind of shifted into there was a need for someone to help out with content. And social media was definitely not what it is now. You know, there was no Instagram. Instagram didn't exist. And, you know, Twitter, jazz Twitter was just something that people used, mm. I should say fans used sparingly, like people weren't on Twitter and Facebook was still kind of like the, the social media platform of choice. And um, years went by, you know, obviously I became full time and I should give a shout out to uh, Jared Conger um, is the original jazz like godfather of social media uh oh. if you don't follow Conger know who know that but Conger left and then Bill Lee took over for Jared um and then Bill and I worked kind of as like a one two combo for years together um I don't know if you follow Bill Lee he's he's a good guy and then when Bill left I kind of took the reins and was the head of every, you know the head of the department as far as digital and social goes for a couple seasons um and then I left so yeah uh, um It was kind of a, I always say I was lucky to be around at the time of social media kind of like blossoming um, because there was a need in my background. I was a journalism major at the U and I kind of had like media training and um, I was just, I was really lucky to be there at the right time and then kind of just see it grow into what it is now. Is kind of, it's kind of insane. We always kind of joke about, when I first started our first camera was a flip video camera like you guys you remember the flip cameras yeah. oh yeah <laughs> yeah so like i would show up to jazz practice to you know get practice or post game video or whatever and i had a flip cam and one like <laughs> we were not taken seriously by like anyone the players let alone the other media who have their giant you know cameras and yeah we had no editing software i remember asking bill i said "You just how do we edit this and he says oh there's no editing you know you push record and you push stop and that's what we post and i was like "Jeez." so but now <laughs> to see like the cameras and the equipment and stuff that they have now it's it's um it's really cool to um see kind of where it's gone and to be the guy who helped lay that foundation is is cool
0: yeah so that's that is is a, is a godfather in his own right um, uh, so, Matt, like, um, would you say your story is a good um, uh, success story for like young, up and coming, like you know, kids who are in high school, college now, who want to work for the Jazz? Is it really get your foot in the, in the door any way you can, and then hope to move up from there? Is that is that something you think that a lot of kids could emulate?
2: Yeah, I think I think so. I, I think there's a, a matter of the you know timing is everything is like the cliche, right? But I think. I think with me, it was just like, I wasn't going to like go away. Like I kind of kept finding opportunities. And like I said, I started with the Cypress crew and, and I didn't even know what that was, you know, and I, I just kind of found a way to get in and then tried to show value or make, you know, proper connections within the organization and show that I can do more or I'm valuable and, you know, just trying and, um, not being afraid to fail. I think a lot of people are like, Oh, I can't do that. I'm never going to, I'm never going to get a job with the jazz. And if you're a kid in high school or in college, like, why not? You know, like I said, I did a ton of internships and I feel like those were like the keys to my success. Um, at least, you know, with the jazz and in my career is you become, you you have some skill, you know, people I've, I've hired people when I worked at the jazz and they would come in for, you know, video job, but they didn't really have video experience. And I think if you can if you can get a skill, whether it's writing or video or you're really good with podcasts, you're really good with audio, whatever it is, you know, that's something you can build on. And I think if you want to work for the jazz, just like try to become well-rounded, but develop that skill or skills and you become valuable and, and then they can't, they need you, you know, you, you show them a, like a little niche of where, where you could help. And they're like, yeah, let's hire this this person.
1: Gotcha. I we've always heard it's very family sort of atmosphere over there. So it sounds like yeah, getting your foot in the door is is a really big part of that. And then, like you said, just grinding it out, always improving. You know, as as Ty yeah. Corbin
2: would always say, get, <laughs> get better. <laughs> totally. Day after day. Hey, good old Ty. Yeah. I don't know. How do you guys feel about Ty? I feel like sometimes he gets he's not remembered fondly.
1: Yeah, he gets a he. Well, it's it's never easy to follow a legend, and so he was put in a hard spot, as it was. They just and,
2: they just tossed him in there, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of rough. And then I think I think what people really got mad at to to me, he wasn't doing such a terrible job. But then when they gave him that extension people's expectations were like, okay, well, you really got to, you know, you got to produce something because jazz fans are spoiled. What can I say? You know, playoffs for 20 years or whatever. <laughs> fans have high expectations. Totally I mean,
0: hard. it was hard because like, what, what years were the, like 2011 to 2014 or so, right? Like 2010 to 2014. Yeah. Those so teams are like, just hard because like, like one of those years was the most frustrating jazz team I why It was the last years of Millsap, last year of Jefferson. And yeah. the jazz were obviously not going to compete for a title but they were still competitive enough to make the playoffs yeah. when yeah. in reality the best business decision to do was to probably trade away to veterans to get something for nothing because they left for nothing and then to like maybe play some of the younger guys to get them more reps and you know r- jumpstart the rebuild which the Jazz um, at that point were refusing to do and it's, it's hard because yeah. Ty Corbin's job was to win games, not to... Right. You know, set the table for the future while well, he, you know, he had two jobs to do, and it was, it's hard to do both of those at the same time. So
2: he does yeah. get a kind
0: of a, you know, but, but it's also like he's, he's had um uh, opportunities outside the jazz and it hasn't worked out for him either. So it is I think what it he's is. He's a good
1: assistant coach. um, And I think he still value was an assistant. Um, it's just, I mean, some guys aren't uh, aren't going to be able to, to make it as the, as a head coach. And it's just, it's very hard and very competitive. And that's only 30 spots for those head coaching jobs. So yeah, it really, I think he'd probably be a good college head coach or whatnot. I just, I know he knows basketball. I mean, that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, he played and
0: yeah, now, maybe, maybe you got to do the quid route and, and coach, 10 different places before you get your head coaching job again to, you know, get experience, you know, so. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Matt, where does um, uh, Ty Corbin rank in your um, uh, all-time favorite jazz man list? (laughs)
2: That's Uh, a good question. Well, he didn't make my top 32. Uh, Oh, what a shame. Oh, that's right. I
0: forgot about that. Did yeah, get a play no, match? No, not, not, not even a play-in match. Oh, no, man. he did not. He
2: did not get a play-in at. Uh, I, so, I don't know. I maybe ahead, top
0: sorry. forty, maybe top, 40? top 40? Yeah, yeah no, that's great. respectable. That's yeah. respectable. He's, he's pretty like he he th- those ninety four jazzers were good. So um, um, yeah, um Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I I really <laughs> want really to I really wanted to um, uh, jump into this because if you're not following the jazz podcast, if you're not following Matt San- Matt, tell us your handles for, on Twitter first off.
2: Yeah, so I'm at Matt Sanchez, but I have the underscore in front of my name. Uh, Matt Matt Sanchez is taken, and uh, so uh, it's underscore Matt Sanchez. So uh, that's where I'm if at. But I think if you just search my name, it usually comes
0: up. If you want, um, uh, we can do what Riley's doing and uh, report the other guy and have that. <laughs>
2: <through>. <laughs> I know. Funny, <laughs> totally side note is the person who has the handle at Matt, M-A-T-T. I, uh, I messaged him and he's this guy in the UK. And I said, hey, how much for your handle? And just to see know. what he would say, you know, like maybe he's like, oh, 500 bucks or or some number that is like, you know, semi-reasonable. And he's like, well, I've turned down 25,000. So it had to be, has to be more than that. And I was like, Whoa. okay, Whoa. okay well, enjoy the handle. So- I don't know
1: why somebody would turn down twenty five k. I would sell my <laughs> handle in a heartbeat for that. Of maybe for real.
0: Maybe he's waiting for Matt Damon to finally go. You know what I want at Matt. <laughs> yeah.
1: I remember um, reading a blog post once. This is kind of way off topic, but I'll, I'll be short. There was a, a guy who had like before they started like making handles had to be a certain length. He had at the letter N, and uh, he had a, a long story short. Somebody like. Basically, bilked him out of it because he had it attached to uh, an email for his 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 web personal website, and he said if he had had it attached to like Yahoo or Gmail, it would have been safer. But they they like hacked his website so they could extort him to get give them
0: the oh, at, wow. and wow. handle right. I, it was insanity. I'm just like dang. Like, wow. uh, <laughs> could you talk to at at Chris at Five KL right? Like how he has like a yeah. three, three digit of a handle so totally. You
2: know, yeah, he um, told that story, like, that's that's a Twitter OG right there, and how he OG. was around before they, you know, why you could still have one or two or three characters, you can't anymore. Yeah.
0: Um, Matt, so yeah, so that was at, at underscore Matt Sanchez, and then you have one yeah. for the podcast like like me, what, what, is it at, at, uh,
2: is it just jazzed pod? or it's it's jazzed podcast
0: jazzed podcast, at jazzed podcast yeah so i um, on on matt's twitter right now he is holding a uh top 32 march madness bracket for favorite jasmine favorite jasmine uh, yeah to fans so uh first tell us the process of like you know because it's march we all want to put together silly March Madness <laughs> brackets i'm working on a, a, a nintendo one right now so nice. oh, what, are you doing a um, simpsons like, one again this year who I should. We should do a Simpsons one. Uh, Simpsons was really had, hard, though. We had it saved from last year. I think I, I don't know. know. We have a lot. We have a lot of work to do. Yeah, uh, but um, uh, Matt, so tell us the thought process, like how this came about.
2: Well, um, it's funny. I actually started one on my own Twitter because <laughs> I started doing the best action hero of all time bracket. Oh, um, I saw that one too. That's you know, fun. with actors and stuff and. And then I thought to myself, what could I do for you know jazz related? And and I know okay, so everyone okay, I'll just be honest. I'm pretty sure John Stockton's gonna win this thing, but <laughs> I think but right. who else could come close? Is it gonna be a guaranteed Stockton versus Malone? Is AK somehow gonna get in there? Is Derek Favors gonna make a run? So I, I was more Ooh, interested. I think, I at think the, Favors at the, might make the final four.
1: Yeah, I'm yeah.
0: gunning for him. Who, yeah, the, so like, Favors was like a three seed, right? And he was in Favors the, was a three
2: seed. I think, he's I think in the Donovan Favors, side. The Donovan bracket,
0: yeah. That's, that's hard. Yeah. To end up I'll be honest. Oh. If Favors was in the... Because I, I think Malone had the easiest path to the finals.
2: Perhaps. <laughs> I think smart. it depends on who you talk to. Because I think AK I think... is very beloved. Um, at least in the Twitter community. Jazz Twitter community. And he's oh, up in yeah. that Carl bracket. Jazz Twitter loves AK. Yeah. So we'll see, but I think the whole point was, oh, this is just for fun, obviously. But who who's a top four? Who's the top eight? And obviously matchups can you know factor in. You know Jeff Hornacek's going to potentially go up against Stockton. Well, maybe Hornacek's a guaranteed top five favorite Jazz guy. So it's 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 more just for fun, just to see who likes you know whom. Um, But it it was it was kind of stressful, like picking a top thirty-two. (laughs)
0: <laughs> and even a little imagine. more
2: stressful seating it i i asked you know a lot of my friends and you know first of all i put it out on twitter like who are your favorite jazz guys just to kind of get an idea for who um if there's any that i was forgetting um and there are a couple of guys that i did kind of honestly forget um that i got a little uh crap about but um i i kind of wanted to steer you know, steer it as the favorite. So, like, I seeded it as like favorite player. So, not, not best, you know. So, there's no Hayward in there. There's no, um, no guys who are just like considered like best. Like, Carlos Boozer is a six seed. Well, if this was who's the best jazz man, he'd probably be a two seed or a three yeah, seed. Right. So, I kind of tried to seed it accordingly. Um, and then my own personal biases, obviously, like, I, I feel like my favorite jazz guy is, it's super close, is Mehmet O'Kerr. So, I want to like, I think in my own unconscious bias, maybe put memo in an area where maybe he can come out of the of his bracket or whatever. So, uh, I tried to have a little fun with that, and you know where guys or who they might face face up against. Like in the second round, it's going to be Donovan and Ricky Rubio, and I thought that would kind of be fun. And Corver is going to be going against Karolinko um, in the second round, so I kind of wanted to pair up some guys that I thought would be fun to go against.
0: Yeah, personally, um, uh, I, I, I've I've been following. It's been it's been fun. Um, I stopped voting because I'm, I was so mad at your fans for um, uh, <laughs> voting out um, uh, Faseko. So, uh, well, you know Fest the story, right? What's the story?
2: Well, my story was, was I I was trying. I was doing. I did a few different like play in matchups, so to speak. Yeah, and was I it really, on one
1: of those plans, or
2: yeah, and I really wanted to nicely eliminate Sandiata. Because I think he's really loved, but yeah, he didn't do too much on the jazz. So I was like, "Oh, I'm going to put him against Fasenko, and it's going to—he's going to get eliminated." And then Sunday Yada beat him, so it kind of backfired. Cinderella and, story. I, I honestly, yeah, I honestly thought, "Oh, Fez is going to beat him, and that'll be my excuse." Oh, hey, Sunday Yada got a chance, and he lost, but it didn't—it didn't work out for me.
0: So I—I <laughs> I wonder if that teaches us that um, uh, big shots, big moments, um, people just remember that more than Fez being goofy you know like I was trying to find the right. clip of Fez I'm uh talking about when he had to come in during the playoff game and he's like I looked at the end of the bench and I was like Who's, who else is left oh it's just me <laughs> and so yeah he had to you know go in and play and he played very well and like the thing that Fez never had uh, a huge game or a huge shot that we had and Santiago did obviously and I yeah. wonder if that teaches us that fans tend to remember the big moments more than I'm um, a. Uh, you know the players' personalities and stuff. So I, I, think, I think when so. it comes
1: down to it, fans, yeah, remember the sport being played on the floor.
2: <laughs> so well, another fun like play-in matchup was Damari Carroll versus Joe Johnson, and oh, personally, yeah, Demari was, so was awesome.
1: Like yeah, as a no, jazz
2: man, Damari was fantastic, but Joe, yeah, but Joe was so beloved
1: because of that shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that yeah. shot cemented Joe as
2: like forever beloved
1: in this state. I know. <laughs> uh,
2: I have a funny story about that. I mean, I was lucky enough to be there um, That's in the building really cool. and I lost my mind. Cause you know, when you sit in press row, like you're not supposed to like make a peep. Yeah. And I always kind of felt like, well, I'm not really technically media. I just work for the team, but I kind of am. And when he made the shot, I was sitting next to Andy Larson and <laughs> I just started going nuts. And I like grabbed Andy's shoulder and I was like shaking him and I'm a big dude And I kind of felt like I like pulled his shoulder out because like, I was just like, I can't believe it. And I was like shaking his shoulder. And then about two seconds later, I was like, wait, I need to shut up. And I need to start tweeting, you know, that guy, like, but the fan in you takes over in those moments. And it was a pretty epic moment.
0: How, how, how hard is that of uh, being in media row and like trying to hold that in? Because like, (laughs) like when you talk about media row, I remember, uh, Donovan versus the, the the blouses dunk, you know, when he dunks and you see Tony Jones in the background go, whoa, you know, right. like, he's not cheering, but he's in awe of what just happened. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, like it's not cheering, but it's hard because the game's emotional. If you grown up a jazz fan, it's, uh, it's, you're tied to it. So how for hard real. was that for you to uh, be in press row um, uh, for big moments like that?
2: Oh, it was, it was really, I mean, you kind of get used to it and you said it like guys around like whether it's tony or or whoever um you know aaron falk or when jody was on the beat like you're definitely gonna like let out your oohs and ahs, like you can't help it um it's more of like the the open cheering that like if you were to like clap your hands like you get all these like stink eyes and it's it's kind of funny you, you start going
1: let's go utah they're like <laughs>
2: yeah i had this little thing where like i said on the end of like the press row and i would kind of like tap the table like that was like kind of my clap and i don't know i kind of i kind of didn't care if i was getting stink eyes if i was like clapping on the table or whatever i just did it anyway but it's it's a serious thing like they do not want you cheering
0: yeah i mean that's i mean it's hard to to separate being a fan versus being in, you know, in a job where, um, uh, cause I'm, a, I've, you know, I've done media internships. I've, I did media when I was uh, in school and it's hard to just like separate that. And, but again, we, we've talked to pl- plenty of journalists, Jody, Sarah, and they've all said the same thing. Like you just take your emotions away from it. Cause Jody group yeah. is a jazz fan too, you know? So, yeah. Um, yeah, so what, are, what other big moments were you there for? Because, like, you know, you were there when Trey Burke was drafted. You were there, Donovan, right. obviously, Rudy Gobert. Um, what are some yeah. of your favorite moments um, uh, working with the Jazz that you got to see that, um, obviously, Jared and I, you know, being Joe Schmoes here, uh, <laughs> like, um, uh, what? describe some of the experiences that, we, uh, that you got to experience.
2: Yeah, uh, it's a great question. Um, Thank you i was you know privileged to just kind of be around like kind of my era as far as when i when i got to be around um because i mentioned all my internships i would say really 2011 to 2017 end of 2017 like i mentioned i left my last day ever was the saturday after thanksgiving we played at home against the bucks and it was our first ever gold state jersey game that was my last day working for the jazz i so it's a memorable one because it was our first ever gold game anyway. So if you think about 2011 to basically 20 through 2017, like what are the memories? Who are the players? Um, I, when I think about all, a lot of the memories I have honestly are with Hayward and cause I was there when Hayward was drafted, right? I was right. at the draft. Hayward gets drafted and his entire career was spanned my jazz career, so to speak. Right. And, you know, He was very very cordial um he was one of these guys who was not like donovan who would like come over and like chat with you and be like hey did you did you get the new madden or whatever like hayward would just be like hey what's up you know how's it going like kind of just like that monotone if you can picture or pick you know hear his voice he knew who he knows who everybody who worked for the team was and
0: that is always happy
2: Mm -hmm. our relationship never went past. Like he knew that I had a kid and he would be like, Oh, how's your kid? And I'd be like, Oh, he's great. And he'd just kind of like walk away, you know, like he was, he was nice, but he never, there was never a crack in his, like, I'm a human. And I don't know if that's unfair for me to say that, but I think that's just how his personality is. Like he was just there. He wanted to work out. He wanted to shoot hoops and then he wanted to go home and I can respect that, but he just never, he never gave it to you, and I was there, you know, with him at the All Star game, which was really cool to be there and be like behind the scenes and following him around. And I was basically on his hip for thirty six forty eight hours, and like we, I was just kind of the guy recording video, and you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, that, I would that say seems when it's kind of
1: hard though when when they're not like personable with you, it's almost like they're just yeah. it, like you're just there. It know. definitely
2: is my job trying to get content you know, he did not help. He, he never, you know, like guys like Donovan or whoever, like they know who the social media person is and they'll go over and they'll give you a little extra or they'll, you know, come and grab your phone and film for you. And, you know, Hayward was certainly not that. And like, I always say, like, it just is what it is. Like, that's just how he was. I can't Um,
1: remember if it was you or Billy that have the story about Joe Ingalls that when Joe saw so he would always be like, "My th- oh, my three of the week. Why didn't my yeah. Three of the-
2: <laughs> yeah, no, that happened in the hallway after one, because, you know, the jazz, one of the sponsored bits of content was threes of the week, and we would just post a video of, you know, it wasn't even like top 10. It was just like, here's a smattering of threes. And I think there was a week where like maybe we didn't put any Joe threes or maybe only a couple and. Yeah, it was just a random game and I kind of was walking back while the offices were still in the arena, you know, after a game, I was walking back upstairs and Joe knew that I was the guy who made that. And he comes up to me, he's like, Hey, how come I wasn't in threes of the week? And he like slapped me on the back and the joke, like I always say, like, he kind of hit me really hard, like, like my shoulder, like hurt after, but he was like joking, but he was serious. And after that, I was like, okay, I got to make sure Joe's in these videos from now on.
0: (laughs) or you could not do that or you could troll him and <laughs> not put him in there and see how well long that went if,
1: yeah, if he hits you even harder next time
0: <laughs> um, uh, this
1: is, you the uh, Australian stink
0: eye <laughs> <laughs> oh you're gonna do the shack impression now this is unfair for me to say because I don't know Hayward or Mitchell you know, from anybody else but it feels like Hayward is someone who would handle I'm um, a uh, social distancing and, and quarantine really well, but Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> oh, I'm <sure> he, <laughs> so,
2: oh, I'm sure Hayward is just like loving life. Cause he gets, you know, his excuse to be playing game gaming all day. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, wor- which I can't, out. you know, I, Yeah.
1: Honestly, I always laugh when like his wife is chastising him or something, or when she kicks him off a game or something, and somebody posts something about it. I just laugh. I know. <laughs> <I'm just> like
0: <laughs> Can I play one more? No. <laughs> yeah, right. That
1: was freaking amazing. And then the dad the daddy's always happy thing made me laugh so hard just because <laughs> he seems so distraught.
0: No, <laughs> yeah. Were you was you paying attention to, to man? That's that's the same to monotone voice. For I,
1: But the expression on his face, like, he seemed distraught.
0: Really? I thought he was ecstatic. (laughs) (laughs) Hashtag daddy's always happy. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean,
2: it's obviously, like, unfortunate that so many of my memories are with Hayward just because it really just leaves, like, a sour taste in every fan's mouth when it comes to Hayward. But I had a lot of other fun things, you know, like... um, but that must my have been favorite the
1: most fun season for you to cover then, right? The the explosion season.
2: Oh yeah, like that was that was really fun. Because we had some hard years, like you mentioned, like the you know, the the tank year of, <laughs> yeah. oh man, they were hard years to like to cover and to get fans pumped up. So yeah, that playoff year when we beat the, the Clippers that 2017 season, oh man, that was awesome.
0: Yeah, that that year was like the year that everything's like, okay, we've we've gone through two or three years of hell now but it's all uh culminated to this point where this is it this is what we're doing we're on the rise you know we we've, we've got a, totally. a budding all-star on our team we've got uh a defensive um uh, anchor that um, uh, is going to get better uh we're yeah. we're looking really good all we have to do is re-sign Hayward in the off season and this team's going to go <laughs> take off and that the one thing didn't happen for the jazz but um uh, no it yeah. did not um, uh, and uh, again like we we talked about this a lot in our pod like you know it is what it is that ha- happened it happened and the jazz obviously lucked out and were able was able to get you know donovan mitchell to help keep the keep the team of a uh, not just a float but to, to give them uh, you know, as long as fans have hope they'll, they'll watch anything you know as, as long as there's hope for something better um and uh, unfortunately this season i'm a kind of I don't know. Going it off the rails. Like it broke, is, fans. Yeah. It's yeah. broke fans. Yeah. Yeah. Like going <laughs> off the rails is, for is, a, is a harsh, but a lot of people had high expectations for this team. Uh, Matt, where did you sit with this team? What was happening uh, before uh, the break? What was happening with this team? Like, were they not meshing well? Was, just, was it just an X's and O's thing? Like, in your opinion, what was going wrong with the team?
2: Yeah. It's, it, I think a lot of us are. Asking ourselves that question, or we were. Um, it's almost unfortunate because it seemed like they were figuring it out, right? Like Conley was yeah. kind of finally playing well. Um, I think a lot of it was was the integration of Conley and the departure of Rubio, as far as the offense goes. Um, I, I honestly do think, and I've said this on my podcast, I think the biggest factor of the Jazz struggles has been the lack of Derek Favors on the team. Um, because you know like our bread and butter is defense and you know we always had either him or Rudy on the court at the same time one of them was always on the court and you know you gotta love Tony Bradley but he's not fave and he you know mm. Tony can't switch out onto guards on pick and rolls like favors could and I honestly think that's a big part of it is we're just kind of off we seem off defensively and it kind of affects our our offense
1: um, I'm with you, there. But, you know
2: there's yeah, there's that give and take like we added Boyan like it was kind of like favors or Boyan and 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 Bogdanovic has been so great like he's he's like awesome. Um but I I think I think um cuz Mike has obviously struggled and he had his injury and is it because he's adjusting to a new system? I think that's probably a big part of it. I think he's so used to just dominating the ball constantly and now he's coming to a team where Donovan really should be dominating the ball. That's why Ricky was kind of successful in the offense. And I don't know, there was so, you're right. When you say like our expectations were really through the roof, like, could we make it to the finals? Yeah. Why not? And it, it, it's kind yeah. of just like, it seemed like we had a, why not, a
1: not and, us rallying cry. Yeah. Why not yeah. us?
2: We can do it. <laughs> right. So it's, and if they, if they, I'm sure you guys have talked about this, and maybe we will. But if they end up canceling the season, it's it'll be a weird, you know, like one for the history books. As far as how do you describe this year, especially if there's no like conclusion to it?
0: Yeah, because I'm with you. Like, if the Jazz lost in the playoffs, at least you say, okay, they got to this round. They 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 have a stepping stone for another. You know, you can say, okay, cool. As long as this team comes back intact next year, adds some pieces. They can say, okay, we made it to the second round. Let's get over that hurdle and make it to the finals now. You know, like yeah, yeah you're right. Not not having the finality of it says, Oh, we don't we had no idea that this team was gonna go. We had no idea that this team was going to, you know, tank the rest of the not tank, tank, but like, you know, go on a downward slope and lose in the first round. Or if they were gonna get it together in the last like twenty games, make a run in the playoffs that either the second round or maybe the Western Conference Finals if everything went well. And it, it does, it does that. You're right. I, I never actually thought about that. Like not having the finality of the season um, uh, will be really tough for jazz fans to figure out what, because this basically, if the season ended today, we're left with a lot of uncertainty about the future of this lineup, the jazz have right now.
2: Totally. No, for of, sure. Uh,
0: yeah. I think what you said is right. Cause the, you know, the obviously the ideal situation would be the Jazz to somehow have Conley Rubio Boyan and Favors, but obviously, you know, the front office could not make that work. And yeah. It's there's a tweet out there that says that our front office is not doing very well. And uh we might talk about that a little bit later. But I mean, it's a tough choice for the front office. Like they they went and got a no one's gonna say Bojan Bogdanovich is a bad signing, but you're right. To, to get Boyan Bodanovich, you had to lose Derek Favors, really. I mean right. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like there's anything, you know it, it's not like a wrong choice is made. It's just it was a different choice and it just didn't work out. So
1: totally. It's kind of interesting how that has overtaken the Rudy Supermax as the new flavor of the of the month or whatever.
0: The <laughs> Jonathan? Twitter.
1: F- yeah, the uh, Dom well. extension.
0: You know, it's a, it's a 24-hour news cycle. Things, <laughs> things um, uh, get, you know, get, get cycled through very quickly. So, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute. So, Matt, how about this? We have to take our, our last break here. Come back, we'll talk about some podcasting stuff. Is that all right? Let's do it. Okay, sounds good. we will be right back. Thanks for listening to this episode. Also, thanks to our Utah sponsors, the Off-Broadway Theater in downtown Salt Lake and the Great Room Escape in Layton, Utah. If you have a second, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and all other podcast platforms. It helps us podcast out, and we will enter all written five-star reviews into a drawing for free tickets to either the Off-Broadway Theater or the Great Room Escape. Just write a five-star review, and you'll be entered to win. All right, folks, welcome back to Hitting the High Notes, Utah Jazz Talk Podcast. Uh, speaking of podcasts, Jared and I are here with the host of the Jazzed Podcast, Matt Sanchez. Uh, part of, um, uh, really, there's so many great Utah Jazz podcasts out there now. There's uh, the Jazz Podcast. Uh, there's us. Hopefully, you like us if you're listening. the Gals. the Gals, Jabber Jazz. Ah, uh, geez, twos and threes. Uh, am I missing anybody? I feel like I'm. I'm missing somebody.
1: David Locke doesn't need a plug, does he? No,
0: not David Lock. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Joe Ingles, the Ingles Insight Podcast, is all out of business anyways. So. Oh, dang! Yeah, they're killing it. <laughs> um, uh, Matt, when you started podcast, you started podcasting this year. Um, uh, what was your motivation to get into the podcasting space?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you guys do an awesome job. Um, well, thank you. I've always enjoyed listening. And yeah, you're right. There's so many good jazz podcasts out there. Um, When I, I've wanted to do it for a while and I actually wanted to do it while I still worked for the jazz. Um, But just the way that the jazz are just, it made sense that I wasn't able to do it uh, basically. And so um, I thought about it and I was like, okay, am I really going to do this? Am I going to, you know, kind of dive back into the, the world of, you know, content and the jazz and because you know as you guys know it can it can take a lot of work and it's you know you got to stay up on all the games and all the latest and you're always pushing out your content and you know it's it is a lot of work and i was i'm with you there really yeah really not sure if i wanted to do it after doing it for so long for the jazz because there's a certain amount of burnout there when you do it for the jazz um
1: i can we I, i can only imagine
2: yeah, I mean that's that's a podcast in and of itself. Just talking about that that job. It's it's a grind and it's really really amazing, but it's really difficult um, at the same time. But when I started my podcast Jazz, I was like, well, what do I call it? And how do I come up with a logo? And how do I get started? And I had no idea. And I just kind of settled on the name Jazz. I like it. And, you know, I liked it. It had jazz in the title, and you know, knowing the jazz, I was sure to not use any low you know you guys know no logos yeah. or no player likenesses and right. no reason for them to you know sam harkness is the the counsel, uh, the, the lawyer guy. for the jazz yeah That's and i mean you don't want him contacting you so i didn't want to get the jazz any reason to be like hey take this down you know we own that intellectual property or whatever it is anyway so i started it and i thought hey you know i i know i'm a lifelong fan maybe i'll just do this and who maybe people will listen and I'm really just lucky that I have, you know, I know certain people or I have contacts cause it's really hard to getting guests, you know, as you guys are obviously know. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but it's been fun. Like I started it right in September and I've had, um, I'm recording, I think my eight, 18th podcast tomorrow. With oh, my 18th awesome. episode so i haven't done that many to be honest at least i don't know if that's a lot but um yeah that's it's a fun. good
1: chunk though honestly and uh it keeps getting better you're you're doing great work over there man ronnie price or well, no ronnie brewer my bad <laughs> wrong Ronnie.
2: <laughs> well i appreciate that yeah wrong ronnie but um yeah that was a fun one talking to ronnie brewer um that was just there was no contact or anything like i don't know if you guys know that story about how i even got him on there no um i have this random like twenty two thousand 2009 2010 jazz poster and they're you know all autographed and i found it i just tweeted it out and i t- tagged you know the players from that team who were on twitter oh, and nice. i tagged ronnie brewer and all of a sudden he followed me because of it and i was like wow ronnie brewer just followed me and then i started thinking and with, like, a little push from my wife. She's like, You should ask him to be on the podcast. And I was like, Yeah, right. So I DM Ronnie Brewer. Hey, I have this podcast. Do you want to be on it? And I'm not even joking with not even a, I want to say 30 seconds after I DM'd him. Like, he must have been checking those DMs. He's like, Yeah, let's do it. You just name the day anytime. And I'm like, Really?
0: That's and awesome.
2: He, yeah. So, like, that one was just pure luck, like, of just asking the dude if he wanted to do it and i was lucky enough that he said yeah and then he actually followed through with it and we got a, a fun little episode oh, oh yeah
0: cool. jared and i know about being burned by it. so jared, <laughs> <laughs> well, jared threw well, out a tweet about uh, to george yang uh, i was like hey man look can you be on our podcast this is like pre-season and george yeah, this was is like before yeah.
1: george Nyang started blowing up this is before yeah, was George American. was like
0: yeah, yeah yeah man let's do it and we just were like oh cool that's really cool like he said he's gonna be on but he didn't follow us, so we, we can't DM him. So right. just like one of those things, yeah, yeah, like, his yeah, DMs man. Are yeah. and it was hard because like, and like, you don't want to like keep pestering an NBA player, like, hey man, you you said this like, you know, a week ago to uh, we get <laughs> you on, you know, and it was it's one of those things. that like it's yeah. like when you said you know it actually happened, it, and yeah, that's funny, you know. So what I learned from this it's is true. That, um, uh, um, we got from a uh, Cal a um, comics. Uh, I bought a one of those uh, Simpsonized jazz posters from him. From them, uh-huh. so I, I need to go get that signed, tweet it out, and then I'm um, uh, find a wife, uh, <laughs> and then have my wife <laughs> push me to get one of the players on the podcast. I, I After they follow here, you so.
2: on Twitter, yes, right, yes. yeah.
0: Try to follow the script here. So,
2: yeah, um, that's ex- that's the exact recipe. So just follow it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right so i um, matt i'm uh so what have you learned uh so yeah so I mean, obviously you haven't been on the air for a year yet um what are what like what do you love about uh, doing this podcast um well i like that it gives
2: you know to not let to just speak your voice um your opinion on the jazz um because yeah i work there but really i'm just a lifelong fan just like you know you guys and i think that's the best part and Well, honestly, maybe the best part is just getting to know the fans like you guys like I didn't know you guys um, at all until I started the podcast really and getting to talk to different people who maybe I've, quote, met through Twitter or we follow each other and actually getting to communicate and get to know each other and putting their stories out there like that's, that's always pretty fun, um, especially when you get like some good stories out and stuff. So um, that's probably my favorite that's yeah. one of
1: the most rewarding things about podcasting in my opinion cuz who and I have been able to part of our concept that we wanted to do was just to have fans on the podcast all the time and uh we've really been able to do that we've gotten co- gotten to know a lot of really cool people through it so it's it's pretty awesome like we yeah. talked to a jazz fan who lives in Israel and a jazz fan in uh in Korea who's he's moving back to the back to the US in the end of the month it's crazy <laughs>
2: Well, how did you uh, guys get Ann? Because she's one who is not... She, I cannot get her locked down to a time. Oh, no,
1: Anne she's a, hard. She's Anne a hard. is one. pretty impossible yeah. when it <laughs> comes to <laughs> that. Yeah.
0: Um. Uh, my... my what well, we, we well, like I we started like a group
1: text or something. How I, <laughs> how I
0: handle Anne is um I talk a lot of trash on her because she won't listen to this podcast. So um, uh,
1: <laughs> that that is exactly how you should handle Anne. Like you, you make fun of Anne because that's what she understands. Like she will make fun of you and then you make fun of her, like because that's like
0: <laughs> I think honestly, with Anne, the the biggest Ed's, thing was Ed's like great uh, that way. She's you funny. She's really you catch funny. her at the exact right time. As soon as she says yes, you just start recording. You're like, all right, whatever. <laughs> you just you just start recording and just go with it. And you, you don't have a plan. You just go because you know she's a busy she's a busy woman, and that's fine. Yeah, she's right? a, well, she's so, a single
1: mom, so it's it's tough. Yeah, like
0: um, uh, guys, sign into her DMs.
1: uh. (laughs) yeah and then fly to san antonio what (laughs) come on
0: (laughs) um uh, well because like Matt, it's funny because like uh, we ran into uni like the week after i'm uh uh you talked to her and, like i said same thing as I, I was like i was like boy we've been trying to get you on for a long time and i'm um, uh oh Matt she's Sanchez super busy too you. and she was like but yeah like she,
1: the busiest person i've ever encountered yeah <laughs> she, she told us the
0: story that how like she was like trying to get ready for stuff and like had you on the phone trying to get ready for stuff like and she hung she was, up was,
2: like, asking, so yeah
1: she hung up yeah she, and boom she went out the door
2: <laughs> yeah she you know she was one just like you said like she gave me a time and then i was like okay let's do it like i, I will do it whenever you want um because i want you on this podcast so she she's great Uni's awesome yeah she's really hopefully, cool hopefully she can carve out some couple minutes for you guys uh, uh, we'll we'll figure it out eventually and
0: I, I love doing podcasting just cuz like obviously like uh, there's probably no way that i would have run into matt even on twitter like i probably would have saw some of his uh, tweets but i mean i i don't i don't go out of my way to interact with everybody on twitter i just i like the lurk oh like the look
1: that's a good segue um, into your matthew l
0: <laughs> oh okay so i'm a, i'm uh i am matthew l um yeah let's talk about it. matthew l I'm a, we had him on as a guest a couple times he's a producer at ksl download the ksl sports app everybody <laughs> there's a plug for you but um <laughs> uh, matt you said you interned at ksl so you you know we were connected in that way so go ahead tell us, tell us a little bit about that
2: well so my first ever internship that i ever had was at ksl in the sports department and this was back in okay, let me think. <laughs> it was oh seven. I think it was like winter of oh seven. Yeah. Maybe I my interview was like December of oh six, that's when it was. And I go down there, you know, I'm nervous, and no one's there to interview me. And I'm like waiting. I don't know if you guys ever been in that like triad building, but there's like twenty thousand layers of security. Yep. Like the most secure <laughs> building in Salt Lake. <laughs> And
0: I've like, been
1: up to it, but who who uh has his, his badge doesn't work anymore
2: because it hasn't worked To get To get,
0: to, get well. to like the sports department it takes three separate doors that you have to wow. have a badge for. <laughs> that is and pretty you have secure. to like
2: have t- you know, you have to turn two keys, you have to have like codes. <laughs>
0: <Exactly. laughs> and and now um uh, with everything going on, they have security now, like watching everybody come in and out too now. Before before it was just empty use, you go in whenever and now like almost almost every hour they have a security guard posted. So okay. yeah. Yeah, go ahead
2: well so i think i don't even remember what matt glade's uh title was i think he was just like a producer associate producer or something so the people who were there to interview me weren't there okay the people who should have been so matt glade was the only guy back in the sports department that day and he's like okay i'll take you back and he's like you know what i'll interview you (laughs) (laughs) and i'm like awesome because i'm just like you know in my suit and i'm all like you know nervous as crap and i'm like yeah okay that sounds awesome and we chat and it was just like he's really down to earth you know just we just talked about sports and you know what i wanted to do and next thing i know i get an email that i got the internship and i always tell because i saw matt you know matt glade at jazz games for you know a decade after that and i always told him i have this job with the jazz because of you specifically you because he gave me, he got me that internship that really opened the door to so many different opportunities in my life. You know, the jazz being one of them mm. and, you know, he's all humble. and He's like, ha ha ha. Yeah. Right. But it's true. Like I, he, he gave me, cause he easily could have been like, Hey, Dave Noriega or at the time, Mike Grant or Jeremiah Jensen, this guy was an idiot. No, don't hire him as your intern, but <laughs> yeah. he, you know, <laughs> yeah. he liked me enough to like recommend me. And that's,
0: Sorry, awesome guy. That's funny because literally, uh, Matthew Alglay did tell those guys the same thing about me. So like, this guy's an idiot, but he's nice. You should you should hire him. So you know, that, that, it worked out well for me too. So that worked out great. So, uh, um, uh, but that's awesome. Yes, yeah, so that's great. That um, uh, and so if if you're young, if you're a college student, you're you're in high school, college, or whatever you want. College, I guess you have to get college I uh, think get college credit. Uh, if you're a college student that wants to get an internship that's, that's a good way to go to get internships. So, you know it's sexy you don't get paid you know right They tell you don't work to not right. get paid but I mean sometimes you just have to get your foot in the door to get something else like how many unpaid inter- internships did you do Matt?
2: Let's count them up. Uh, KSL, like I mentioned KSL Kfan. I did an internship for the Utah Blaze arena football. Oh, the um, Oh, yeah! The I blaze. did one, two, three, four internships for the Jazz, but the Jazz was paid, so that was the only. The Jazz were the only. Oh, nice internship that paid you. And then I actually did one at MTV uh, during for a summer in New York. That was oh, unpaid, cool. also. Um,
0: that was, did you say I was paid or unpaid?
2: Unpaid. So living in New York City oh. for a summer with Woo. no money—that's that's rough. That's where, uh, yeah.
0: Whoa. Well, what
2: That's
0: advice to to what advice do you give to, to, to college students that I mean, unpaid internships are hard to do. Like, especially like you said, New York. Like, how do you um, uh, how do you balance getting uh, money to pay rent and uh, doing an internship unpaid?
2: Well, I don't know if this is uh, as far as I go. I, I wouldn't have been able to do it if I wasn't married at the time because my wife had a full time job and basically supported me. So that's sure. not necessarily what I recommend kids doing. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I think there's different ways to, you know, get federal, you know, grants or different things like that. When I was out in New York, I found a, a different, a part time paying job. I worked at the NBA store that summer, also, um, nice. just hourly. And I don't know, I don't know if you can try to save or find some way to get that money because although four months in New York, super, super costly, I feel like it pays in the end, you know? Um, so if if people can do it, then I feel like do it, you know, don't be afraid to try. That's that's hmm. always my number one advice is like someone, my, my older brother gave me advice right before that KSL, um, before I applied for that internship. And he says, hey, all those cool jobs, someone has to get them. And most people feel like they can't get them. So just apply and you never know. And I that always just stuck with me. It's like, like I'm never going to get an internship at MTV, but I just applied and suddenly I got it. You know, like, you just never know
0: uh sorry i'm just filling out my to-do list uh find a wife Hold on a <laughs> all right <laughs> get wife to
1: support me yeah
0: you know. <laughs> <laughs> all right well um uh Matt. this has been this has been really fun um i love uh talking podcasting because i mean yeah i mean we jared and i we've been doing this for maybe a year almost a year now almost a year it's crazy yeah it's uh, flown yeah, by we, we, we did it at the near the end of the season last year and i'm um, uh I, it's, it's good to talk to fan jazz fans who just like it, it, different points of view, different ways to go. Um, I'm glad that I'm, uh, you're having a good time and listen to the jazz. The, I mean, it's, it's so fun. What I like about your podcast is that like you were in the system, you know, and so you kind of know there's these like stories that you have that are, you know, again, Joe Schmoes don't know. And like you kind of give a little insight and I, I think that's what really sets you apart from a lot of um, other jazz podcasts is that you talk about things because you were there, you know.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, well. First off, thanks for listening. Um, I always kind of feel like it's like I always kind of feel like why, why are any, why would anybody listen to this? You know, I'm sure you guys think that same thing, but like all the time, (laughs) yeah, yeah, constantly. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I do have some stories. I I try to, I have a lot of things. I had an episode with Spencer Hall. um, Oh yeah, you guys know Spencer Hall, and he was trying to get me to spill a about of secrets that i have and i don't know if some part of me still won't share mostly because i know it'll burn some bridges with the people who still work at the jazz um <laughs> so i try to give insight but um who knows maybe one day i'll just say screw it and i'll just say everything i know
0: that's but. some uh, that's called being media savvy there um uh, Mr. Sanchez, <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, hey state <laughs> secrets sometimes
1: you can sometimes you can use leverage those to
0: Maybe you can leverage those into
1: a guest appearance. <laughs> I know. <That's laughs> I'll spill some tea, unless you. <laughs> and,
0: uh, but like we said, I'm, uh, I mean, I, I hope people listen to our podcast. I hope people listen to your podcast, Jazz Gals um, is great for um, uh, these those two. Those two ladies just have really fun insights about stuff that um, I don't even think about in the same way. In the same way they do. So it's always fun to hear their point of views. Jabber to Jazz uh, twos and threes are really good stats ones and stuff like that. So um, totally. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just fun to be in the same podcast space and have different. I mean, I think I think the great thing about jazz fans is that they're looking for content. Sometimes they're looking for, you know, hard hitting analysis like from David Locke, and sometimes they just want to hear fun stories. You know, and that's yeah, uh, yeah that's what we try to bring to the people, I guess. So, totally. um, uh, do you have any advice for anybody out there who, like you, like you were or like we were, thinking about starting a podcast some of this year?
2: I mean, I feel like just. Cliche, but just just do it. Like if you have a topic and you want to start a podcast, like I don't know. I feel like usually a lot of things in life, the only thing that's stopping you is yourself. Um mm. and I feel like you never know until you do it, right? Like, yeah, maybe you do it and it doesn't succeed or it doesn't flourish the way you wanted it to. Well, at least you know. Like I'm a big fan of I, I don't like to leave things like in the unknown space. Um, but you never know like what do you have to lose is kind of my thing and like I have a lot of things I'm interested in like I've told my wife I'm like I should start a Seinfeld podcast and you know if if you have a topic whether it's the jazz or it's who knows graphic design or anything else like if you have stuff to say (laughs) 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 yeah like you never know like maybe it's just a more educational and you're just telling people how to do stuff or whatever you know do
1: it yeah i enjoy that uh with podcasting that you can find like there's a niche for just about everything and like like the, just the fact that you can reach so many people and so many different like they're, they're, there's there got to be some at least some group of people that's out there that's similar to you in some way shape or form so they're totally. like they identify with your podcast they'll identify with your content be like i like this person on uh an unassuming level that I can listen to them for half an hour this week.
0: Totally. <laughs> yeah. And to build on what um, Matt and Jared have said, um uh like Jared knows this like we we don't have a huge audience. We have we have an audience. I don't think it's a huge audience, but we have an audience and I appreciate people who um uh download and subscribe and listen and want to hear what we have to say because uh, like Matt said I was like who wants to hear me talk for an hour but you know they keep coming back so We must not be, you know, blowing everything up yet. So (laughs) it is quarantine time. So (laughs) if you have the time, you might as well, you know, be creative and do some stuff right now. So, yeah. Well, All right, I need Matt. to
2: ask before we sign off. I need to hear nope. about your Nintendo bracket. What
0: is this Okay, about? so <laughs> uh, this is going to be for a different podcast. I but I like a, when I say I have different podcasts. I do like four or five different ones. Um, oh yeah, uh, it's you going to
1: start a new one. It's called Sasquatch Sports 2.0. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's going to oh. be like <laughs> a yeah. That was a little that, that was a little more um uh, hairy pun intended. I guess. Um, uh, it's going to be a top 32 Nintendo game. So Matt. Uh, it's going to be the top, so we have the Nintendo region, the Super NAS region, the, uh, the 64 region, and then the rest is like, because like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I could figure out the top eight Wii, Wii U, GameCube games. What Nintendo games right. are near and dear to your heart?
2: So I'm a child of the 80s and 90s, so I'm all about original Nintendo and Super Nintendo.
0: Okay, um, all right.
2: At least, so sports games and games like Call of Duty and whatever. Like I'm still up to date. Like I'll play those anytime. But a lot of like the more fantasy or like RPG games. Once 64 came out, I kind of, I kind of thought it was too complicated. And At that time, you know, I was only like 12 or whatever. But my oh, favorite really? Nintendo games of all time are let uh, Zelda: A Link to the Past.
0: Okay. All right. Super Nintendo.
2: And Final Fantasy
0: three. Oh yeah, Nintendo. the Final Fantasy games are, are great. You know, so I mean, uh, as far as RPG goes, I like I like the Super Mario RPG. I thought it was amazing.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, uh, yeah. Um, uh, on my list, I like, I, I, did you ever play uh, RBI Baseball for Nintendo? Yeah, I did.
1: I'll do plenty of games for
0: your sixty four
1: bracket. Oh so, yeah,
0: that was All like right. my console. <laughs> well, NFL Blitz
1: games? has to go on there. Or uh, plus 2,000, think, doesn't matter. Spoiler,
0: spoiler alert, it'll be on there.
2: Okay, good. <laughs> well, I feel like the 64 is kind of like, it's like John Stockton, like GoldenEye has to win, right? Oh, yeah, like GoldenEye, John Stockton GoldenEye is going to win.
0: GoldenEye is going to win that. Oh, well, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see, won't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm trying to think of some other 64 games that are just...
0: Yeah, uh, so. yeah, I remember really I loved
2: 1080 snowboarding. Like, that was a big oh, time, oh, time, yeah. time yeah. back game. in the day. Oh, Tony Hawk Pro that, Skater. Yeah. Twenty
0: yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, uh, so, that, I mean, I, I again, like, so Matt and I. I think I'm uh, I'm older than you, but um, uh, about the same era, '80s and '90s, and Nintendo, Super Nintendo were were ones that I I grew up playing with my brothers, and so um, uh, I have fond memories. And again, it's March Madness for like another week, and so I was like, well, we might as well throw something out. And uh, Jared and I have talked about doing a top 64 uh Simpsons March Madness of some sort. Um, uh, I don't know what it's going to be yet, but it's going to be something Simpsons related because okay. there's so much content. So,
2: like episodes, like favorite uh, episodes. So yeah. the thing
0: is that somebody already did a 64 episodes, and I I don't appreciate the way they did it. I don't think they seeded it very well at all. But um, well, there
2: there you go. Now's your chance to fix it.
0: Yeah. Because, uh, so it's true that I gotta, we
2: could recede. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, redo- it's tough, man. It, right. it could be episodes. It could be. Could be
2: scenes. It could be. Would you be able to do a?
0: Would you be able to do a top episodes uh, Seinfeld bracket? You think? uh, Oh
2: man, I've thought about it. Yeah, I could totally do it. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. I'm I'm a Seinfeld geek as much as there possibly can be one.
1: Yeah. Oh. Last thing, I like how you end your podcast on talking about uh what people are watching. What are you watching during quarantine right now?
2: Yeah. Oh. um, So I just finished The Outsider from hbo oh, okay. did you guys watch that
0: at all i haven't watched it yet i've heard some uh, good I things i can't afford premium cable then this is well i
1: don't I, yeah i don't i don't have hbo currently it would be mostly i'm in
0: uh,
2: this uh password trading game so i trade my netflix to a friend and he trades me that's HBO. Ah, yes. that's, the,
1: that's, that's that's the way, the way to way go. go honestly it is <laughs> um
2: i'll say that the outsider after i watched it reminded me of an extremely adult stranger things so i'll leave it at that really oh really So there's like some supernatural and there's like all this unknown and there's stuff happening in a small town. And it's, it was like a Stephen King story or whatever. So Hmm. like, you know how he can kind of get weird with like supernatural stuff. And anyway, I thought it was good. Um, I was intrigued by it. Um, I want to watch, I mean, I have a lot of shows. There's so many shows out there, man. Like,
1: yeah, uh, I want to start Westworld, but I, again, I don't have a HBO subscription right now. (laughs) Um, I want to watch the
2: wire. The Wire
0: is one. Oh, The Wire yet, is excellent.
1: You? The Wire I have seen in its entirety, and it is ext- it is definitely one of the best TV shows ever. Yeah, it's I gotta so get good. on that.
0: Right, Matt, are you more into like dramas right now, or like um, uh, uh... procedurals, or do you want... Are you trying to mix up with sitcoms in the middle, too? or
2: You know, I... I, I have a hard time binging sitcoms. Um, yeah, like I, yeah, I was I watching. I watched Shit's Creek. Uh, I watched like the first three seasons like super fast, and those are like bite-sized, like twenty minutes each. And I really enjoy it. But after like three seasons, I kind of just not not intentionally. I just didn't have the same fire to like need to know what happens as like a drama or like some kind of like a thriller type show. Yeah. So I, with the story, yeah, I'm all about more. like a really story that just makes you have to watch.
0: All right, all right. Yeah,
1: I identify with that a lot.
0: Jared, same question to you.
1: Uh, well, I was finishing off The West Wing up until recently, uh, I'm on like season seven, episode thirteen, I had never watched it all the way through. It's a really good show, man. It's like it's like super good. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Uh, a show I I always recommend to folks, especially if they like science fiction, is The Expanse. Uh, it's on Amazon Prime. That that is that is top-notch. Um, I just finished season four like, like a month ago or something. Um, so it's got four seasons. There are about 10 episodes each or so. Yeah. Um, right. uh, I can't really think of anything else. In that's, that's fine. Hey, that's oh, fine. I started watching the latest season of Archer.
0: Uh, I'm actually like four seasons behind an Archer. It's, I, I think the same thing happened. I, I binged a lot at one time. And then when I finally caught up, I just never went back to it. So yeah that's it is what it is well it, they
1: stopped having like a, a story that was like this they just did a different theme every year they stopped having a story that built on itself and yeah well, it's kind of one of those ones that i took a lot of time off from it read a book jared
0: all right yeah. <laughs> well matt please, thank please. you so much I'm uh you have anything else that you want to say to our audience here
2: no i mean thank you for having me i know that we this is like a few months in the making. I think we talked a little bit ago about getting on the pod, and much like Anne, I guess, we just kind of fell off a little.
0: <laughs> Honestly, uh, like I'm a we like Jared and I have a queue, and then sometimes we forget about the queue and we just like yeah. we do a flavor of the week type thing. And it's right. like, oh yeah, we need to get this guy on. And it's I'm funny a,
2: how that happens. Like you'll ask like ten people and they're all like, Yeah, I want to do it, and then
1: none like of them are available when you need it.
2: Yeah, oh, somebody yeah, that exactly. day that you haven't even thought of
0: is like, I'll do it, and you're like, okay, let's do it. Yeah, I'm yeah. A, who, who, who all do you time. have on um, on deck for uh, for your podcast here?
2: So tomorrow, I'm talking to McCoy from the Jazzy Gals. That's, oh, oh yes. nice. She's That's awesome. A,
1: she's great interview. She's
2: fun. Yeah, so I'm excited about that one. Um, I've been chatting with Jody, um, I'm trying to get Jody on there. Oh, uh, uh,
1: he'll he'll definitely do your show. Uh, jo- Jody's scheduling wise can can be kind of crazy sometimes. Yeah.
2: And I mean, I, you know, I've sat around or we I should say, you know, we sat near each other a lot for years watching the jazz play. So I know Jody a little bit, um, but yeah, like that dude's busy. So I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm efforting some people. Hopefully, I can get some other fun people on there eventually,
0: yeah, too. Right. Well, I'm so glad that you uh, were able to get the time and t- uh, talk with us today. Uh, do me a favor. When you see when you talk to McCoy, ask her if she knows who I am. It doesn't have, <laughs> okay. have to be on the air. Or just ask her if she even knows who I am, and then I'm, uh, we'll figure that out.
1: She'll so. tell you the story, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, it has to if be on the air, a, obviously. If you <laughs> haven't listened to the episode yet, then yeah, she'll tell you the all story. Right. I'm, all I right, folks, fun. I'm...
0: Uh, well, thank you for joining us. Again, he's at underscore Matt Sanchez. Um, uh, if you can kick the real, the other Matt Sanchez, the real Matt Sanchez, if, he's, if you can um, uh, get rid of the other Matt Sanchez and let our Matt Sanchez uh, get that handle, that'd be great. Uh, Hashtag his, report Matt Sanchez. <laughs> call him uh, his um, uh, podcast at the jazz, at jazz podcast. Um, uh, it's the jazz podcast. It can be found on Apple, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts, really. Um, uh, Jared is that go the distance forty nine? Yeah. Um, uh, Jared, any any um forty news that we should know about?
1: Uh, well, they just signed a they just signed a wide receiver from oh shoot, I can't remember the name of the guy. <laughs> uh,
0: you lost it. They lost traded Emmanuel Sanders and Buckner. So
1: no, they traded Buckner for the thirteenth pick overall, which I think that's a good trade because it didn't look like they were going to pay Buckner apparently, which. Yeah. Was my, he was my—he was one of my top two favorite players on that defense. I don't—I don't know about that move.
0: We'll see. And then, um, uh, all right. Well, I'm, uh, good luck with. It. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whenever the NFL comes back to play, who knows?
1: Yeah. Um, uh,
0: right? uh, you can follow me at Who Trans Superman or at Jazz High Notes. Um, uh, and folks, so thanks for listening. Hit subscribe. You know, follow along. Write us a review if you if you feel like it. Let us know if we're doing a good job or not. And then uh, we'll probably read it on air. So, uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you guys next time.